Hey everyone, welcome back to the BMX in our blood. This one's going to be quite interesting for lots of you. Mike Cottle is a character. Awesome guy, super funny. Definitely hang with this one because there's some real gems. So I also wanted to announce that we have a website thanks to Brian Irochi. So the BMXinourblood.com. So you can buy merchandise through there, make a donation toward the podcast. And as importantly as any of that, you can access any of the podcasts through the website if you listen at work or however you get your podcasts. There's a bunch of different ways to do it linked right through the site. So again, thank you, Brian. And thank you, everyone that's helped me with the podcast. Nuno Oliveira with the weekly announcements the photos that I use on Instagram and Superfly with the shirts. Everybody that's commented and give me some good positive feedback. And as I've said before, it fuels me and got a couple more to go before I hit the road and record again. Got some good ones coming up with Trey Jones and a few others. Mike Cottle this week, Gary Young next week and Tom Dugan the week after that. So thanks again. Have a great week. The John the John Paul one was was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, he gave a little bit of everything. Yeah. John that's, Paul's that's awesome. That's for sure. Yeah. I love that guy. And the part that cracked me up the most was Magoo. Yeah. Is connected to everything I swear that has ever happened in BMX. <laughs> that was the best part about talking with John Paul. That's for that's, that's for sure. That's but, awesome. Yeah. He, did John Paul mention that we went to the same high school together, just like 15 years apart, because he's an old bastard? <laughs> um, he mentioned being ahead of Ronnie in school. I don't know if he mentioned you or not. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mike Cottle, welcome to the BMX in our blood. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. And I'm, I was like to have you, but as soon as I said I was going to have you, yeah. I don't know what it is, but get more questions than anyone that I've posted on and I'm a sketchy bastard <laughs> I, people let's let's face it my niche is sketchy apparently my niche with this show is definitely sketchy people the sketchier the funnier the better yeah so uh people people are hitting us with the funny awesome cheers dude cheers welcome where, to where Pittsburgh are we? yeah thank you where are we anyways East End Brewing it's like a what like a five minute walk from the Will Mill yeah which Nice after riding beers. Oh yeah. So absolutely. Or I, before, whatever you're, whatever you're into. No, no. <laughs> after. I'm too old. I can't afford any extra impairments. That's for sure. But uh, just give me the the basics. We we a lot of people know you are from Florida. Yeah, originally from uh, Longwood, Florida. Um, grew up there. Parents on a bike shop called Outspoken. First Roots Jam was there. Um, the shop started in 97. I believe the First Roots Jam was 98. Ronnie might have been a year off on his timing with that one. Right. So uh, he's old, so he loses track of you know time and everything. <laughs> he put out the disclaimer yeah. in the podcast. So, he said, I'm not good with dates. I'm not good with dates. <laughs> so he, he said it right yeah. up front. So that's pretty much it. Like, you know, like grew up there and first real road trip was with Ronnie he brought me up up to Pittsburgh for the first time which is kind of ironic 
now that I live here, you know. But is uh, there any coincidence? Is it just a coincidence, or did you like it when you came here? With I Ronnie? love, I love it here. Like, did you sec- know it then? I didn't know it then. Like, I knew it after I got home. Like that, I just this needed to be my new home. Yeah, you know, I I was still young. I was in high school, but like I knew it. I visited every summer since. So, and then yeah. after I was done with high school, I was just like, you know what? Like Pittsburgh needs to be it. And uh, I moved back to Florida for a little bit. So I moved. I moved here originally in 2001, and uh, I was here from 01 to 06. And then I moved back to Florida. Um, kind of had dreams of helping my parents' business, which was is Outspoken Bike Shop. Um, worked there from. 06 to 2013 and then moved back to Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. I'm, I mean, I'm here full time now. I got you. No, no way I'm moving back down there. I love everyone down there, but it's just not, it's not my right. thing. Right. So. Well, the, 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 two, the true John Paul thing to do would be to go back and forth somewhere around like 10 times. Yeah. Something like that and then settle. And, and throw Austin yeah, yeah. in the middle of it too. Yeah, 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 right, right. Did you have Austin in there too? No, no, not at all. Not that, you, that, not that was a JPR thing. Uh, oh, no yeah. doubt. JPR had Colorado. He had Austin. Yeah. He had New York. He had, um, I don't know, he had a lot. People can listen to the podcast if they want to hear how many places when, when I put that one out. But um, I'll go right to a question from a guy named... Uh, it looks like it says Immortus Petty. He said, "Why Pitt? I'm from Alabama, but I live in Colorado, and I see, and I see Pitt fans there also, Pittsburgh fans. So he's probably talking sports. But yeah. um, what makes Pitt special to you, Pittsburgh? Uh, it looks like he's referring more to the Steelers with that question. I don't know this person, it but could, shout, shout out to the question. Um, it's called Steeler Country for a reason." short answer but yeah it's you know we're everywhere my dad's from whether, here, so whether you live five miles from Heinz Field or you live 5,000 miles from the United States of America it's everywhere so um, my dad stayed a Pitts fan until the Pittsburgh Steelers fan until the day he died and he and he was in Florida when he passed yeah, that's and, all of uh, us yeah, yeah. And, and they had um, they had bars down there that were Pittsburgh bars. Yeah. They were Steelers bars. Longwood, Florida, Carryman. Carryman. Really? Five okay. doors down from Mr. Uh, Bikenborch, uh, to shout out to Chad there. Like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, right down from Chad's shop, there's uh, a bar called uh, Carryman. It's an Irish pub, and there used to be a Steeler room in there. I, they might have traded for the Dolphins or some bullshit, but, um. you know. <laughs> uh, it used to be a Steelers bar, and we'd wave terrible towels in there every Sunday. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh in general, though. I mean, there was something that attracted you besides the Steelers, of course. Uh, it's obviously but, bike riding. I mean, I'm a BMXer. You know, I might not ride that much anymore right now. But, like, my my best friends live here, you know. Like, I grew up. And we're talking. And, and people that I, like, look up to live here. Like, it's. it's this scene is unbelievable. Like, if you have any doubt on it, come visit us in the summertime and ride some of the stuff that some of the best bike riders in the world built, you know? I definitely hear you there because of all the people I know from out this way, like the Hallahans, like the Potosnys, like yeah. Ground Chuck Doyle, 
uh, Brian Yeagle. I mean, it, the list goes just on and on and on. It's just, it, it's, it is pretty amazing. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I love coming here. There's, there's no doubt. But, um, so you are, were, you said you're not riding as much now, but you were a trails guy, mostly? Yeah, well, I, I mean, towards the last, like, I found my, I found what I really enjoyed, and that was hanging out in the woods with my boys, like, digging and riding, and, like, that was, like, my giving back, you know, like, helping build trails and stuff, and it was just, like, it was enjoyable to, like, see the smile on people's faces that came to visit after seeing stuff that we created, and, yeah, that's, like, I, I would, I guess if I had to categorize myself, I would say that yeah I was a trail rider but I did enjoy riding street like if you watch some of like the clips and like when I was younger and like fit videos or even maybe one of the shadow videos there's a lot of ramp clips and some street clips in there and like yeah. uh, Pittsburgh scene report with props like I don't know if I even have a trail clip in it it's just street stuff okay so like but like I feel like I was did street stuff I went through that free coaster thing like I did I did a bunch of random stuff and then I just like I found like what really like put a smile on my face and it was trails like even if I was hurt like just being in the woods chilling like on like chilling in the chair watching my buddies dig and ride and, like having a beer or you know like it might be illegal with smoking weed or whatever like it was just like it was a cool like it was just fun to like it was just fun to just be in the woods. It felt free. It mm-hmm. felt like real. Like there was no there was no bullshit. Right. It was it was it was us and our friends and like if you it was only people that wanted to be there were there. It wasn't it wasn't like, oh I have to be here or it, nothing's changed. That's the yeah. best part, is absolutely nothing's changed. And I was just talking about this with uh, Brian Kaczynski in the last interview, but he asked me what changed in the time. I usually don't get questions back, but he asked me a question back, which um, made me think a little bit. Maybe put me in the hot seat. But uh, anyway, he asked me what changes I noticed immediately when I came back from being out of it from 98 to 2015. And um, I won't even get into the details of that, but uh, we used to all race and ride trails. So it went hand in hand. That's it's how not, I grew up. It's not that we really necessarily loved racing, but it was it was trails were keeping your skills good for racing, but we all knew that we just loved riding trails. Yeah, I mean, when you see someone at the skate park, you can immediately point out and be like, that dude grew up racing, or that dude, that's a trail guy. Like, yeah. you can just see it, or like, you know, like... I loved back in the day at like Mesh when like Chad and those guys did Baco contests because like all his Baco buddies would show up and like Dave Freiman would show up and he's like in my eyes like probably one of the best ramp riders ever and he would just light the place up and it was just like and that's one of the best dudes to go out and party with and he would just kill it and I'd be like damn Dave is like the fucking best dude yeah. like so like there's like different like. Everyone has their thing, and like I don't yeah. know. Right, right. I got you. Yeah. So, you're uh, you're from an era that's um, how old are you now? I'm 35. I'm going to be 36 in July. Okay, so, so. you're you know 10 years behind me. So I'm not aware of the time period that you were sponsored. So uh, 
just give me a little synopsis of that. So you, you, who did you first ride for when you first started to? If you want to really get technical with it and dig into it, UGP, Ronnie B was my first sponsor. He gave me number plates for free. Thanks, Ron. Yeah. Uh, you did wake me up when I was 15 by jumping on my bed. I, we I, talked about that. That was, a, that, that was a nightmare for many years for me, and I finally got you back on your 30th, and I'm stoked on that. So, uh, so Ronnie's always like, no matter what Ron's projects are, like, and they're all really, really fucking badass. Like, he's always had my back, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't rode a BMX bike for a year because of my back. And, like, I could call Ron tomorrow and be like, yo, dude, I want to build a new BMX bike. And he would fucking hook it up. Right. And, like, he's just, like, he's such a solid dude. He does so much for, for BMX and for the people that he loves. Oh, yeah. Like, And it's, like, he's just solid. Yeah. So, um... He technically would is my first sponsor and my last. I don't like calling it a sponsor. Yeah, I, like, understand. I understand. My, they're my. The people that gave me free stuff are my friends. Like they're not. Let's not dive into it any further than that. Ronnie's my buddy. He hooked me up. I did as much as I could to hook, like help him out. So like that's that's what it is. That's a um, really that's a really good way to put it. Like I didn't. I was never a professional athlete making millions of dollars, you know, like in front of like an X Games camera or anything like that. Like the people that gave me stuff believed in me and I believe in them. Right. Um, Robbo and Chris Muller, when they were doing Fit Together, they hooked it up hard. Like, love those dudes. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the first dudes on Fit with like Edwin and Aaron Bostrom. And Justin Inman, yeah. um, we filmed that first Fit DVD together and stuff. Um, Which was trail parts for you, or were you riding? Uh, it was supposed to be trail parts. I was living in Florida at the time, and I was traveling on the East Coast. Brian Yeagle was also on the team, and we were staying with Yeagle. Um, and I, I think Yeagle always claimed Massachusetts, but I think he was Connecticut border, maybe. He was. Something like that. I only know that because I grew up two towns over from where Suffield was. So Suffield, we were we were gonna we we were gonna film like all of my stuff and I think Yeagle's stuff at uh, at his at his trails and at his parents. Which were insane, if anyone listening doesn't know. I (laughs) I showed up there and I was like, I have to film anything here. Like I'm lucky if I can like you know Right. You know, like even make it through them. Right. Um, I heard of a lot of people that left their bikes in the car. Yeah. Uh, my sprocket might have racked a couple of his <laughs> landings pretty hard. Back then, and it wasn't like today, kids. You, you can you can get away with a proper back wheel case today, but right. back in the day, your your sprocket was digging in that landing pretty hard if you didn't, didn't uh, do what you're supposed to do. So, um, wow. But my stuff, stuff in the fits... In the fit part, that first fit video was, yeah. I think it was mostly park and then maybe a couple street clips just because of weather. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So it was, at the time it was UGP, fit, and then shadow, and then after fit it was Spudnik, which was like a company that Ronnie bought, I believe. Um, my oh, really, hear about that. Okay, yeah, my that real, my really good friend Ricky Bates rode for them, and he asked me to like be a part of it. Um, after they had enough, like after they 
couldn't afford like a flow team kind of thing. And uh, it was awesome. That that was to this day. That's one of my favorite friends I ever rode. Um, Ricky Bates. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let's jump right to. It. I, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but let's jump right to a Ricky Bates uh, question because I think it's important uh, because. As some people may know, uh, Ricky passed and passed away. And uh, yeah, Ricky and Gary, I love those guys. Yeah. Yep, right here, An- uh, Angel Rodriguez got yeah. from uh, Jersey. Awesome. Uh, asked about the ride for for the Ricky ba- uh, Ricky Bates Foundation and what they do for kids. So maybe you could just touch on that while we're on the subject um, of Ricky. Ricky's dad. Um, look him up on Instagram. He's an awesome dude. Um, we became way closer after Ricky passed. Um, he pretty much has a charity for like he gives helmets to kids at schools that like can't afford like safety gear mm-hmm. for bikes, you know. Um, I was gonna, I was planning on riding when I moved to Pittsburgh in 2013. I was gonna, I rode from Longwood, Florida, or Sanford, Florida, actually. I'm sorry, from my parents' house because I wasn't living there anymore. To uh, to Pittsburgh, so I rode my bike that far, um, and Ricky's Ricky's we made it like a Ricky Bates charity and like thing in the process, oh, and uh, so okay. people could donate. Like we had a website and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and we raised a lot of money thanks to everyone that ever believed that I could make the, make that trip or <laughs> just believed in the charity at all. Because like we we did a huge thing. Like Ricky's dad like flew from Long Island to Pittsburgh, met me here when I when I arrived, and we we dropped off, I think, like 30 or 40 helmets to a school, like, east, a little bit east of Pittsburgh. I believe uh, Chris Doyle's wife works there. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it was an awesome thing. Like, we just, like, you know, like, we showed up, hung out with some of the teachers, and, like, talked, and, like, kind of promoted, like, bike safety in a way. Right. And, uh, and gave some helmets to some kids that couldn't afford them, pretty much. So, got it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll right into a Keith Terra question and a Pat Nugent. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but uh, they both had pretty pretty similar questions. So I wanted to put both their names in there. And these are Instagram followers that as soon as they saw, as they said, as soon as yeah, they saw Keith, that I was Keith posting, and Pat are awesome. Yeah. So as soon as they saw that I was interviewing you, they they wanted they wanted to. I think this is more of an awareness thing. They know the answers. It's more of an awareness thing. So Keith wanted to know, uh, how long did you train for the ride from Florida to Pittsburgh, and what did the training include? That Knowing was, Keith, this could be a complete joke. The, this is, this is, <laughs> it, this is like far from what I thought Keith Terra would ask. I thought he would like start digging into me about other stuff. Oh, there's more. We, we, we can get into those, those questions <laughs> later. Um, Keith, I did not train at all. Uh, I ate chicken wings twice as much as I normally do. Um, I drank beer probably more than I should have. Um, honestly, like, there was one day I was really gnarly bummed out, and I looked through my phone and saw a photo that he shot of me riding BMX bikes, and it got me real stoked. The Keith shot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like keep, I was just like there's a there's one day where it was just like I was like why the fuck am I doing this right and you know like at that point I was 
before the trip, I was riding BMX bikes every single day, and then I didn't ride BMX bikes for a month, because, obviously, because I was riding my bike from Pittsburgh to Florida. And, like, it wasn't even halfway through. It was probably about a quarter of the way through. I was just, like, weather sucked real bad. I had been, like, it was, like, an 80 or 90-mile day, and, like, you know, thunderstorms and shit just beating down on me, and I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? Right. And, like, I stopped over at a gas station or whatever, like, whatever was there and I just like opened my phone and like was looking through photos and there it was a it was a toboggan photo with the Steelers helmet on and I was just like fuck yeah this is why this this is why I gotta get to Pittsburgh like I need I need this so where was that shot um that was shot at Castleberry um by Keith right by Keith yeah yeah. Keith came down multiple times um and hung out with us he was a he was a fair-weathered uh, <laughs> Florida fan. He was trying to get out of that harsh, harsh Long Island winter. Right, right. You know, right. it's so brutal there that he just had to leave. It's salty, I know that. It's yeah. really super He's salty. He's a salty bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's salty for sure down there, but I don't know if the weather's that bad. From, compared to where I live in Connecticut, I think they have it easy, but... It's, Come on, fucking Tara. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, he needs to... Man up on but that yeah, one that's one bit. of the answers. The as far as like the Pat Pat asked the same thing. Uh, Pat just see essentially the same thing. So I just put him in one. So it's not a separate question. But, Pat um, rides big bikes, so like I'll give him a more real answer. Okay. Pat, honestly, like I probably four or five months before the actual move or me riding to Pittsburgh. I was stacking up miles consistently day in and day out with a bike that was a little bit heavier than what you would normally ride with. Um, as far as like motivation of push through, like we just tu- we just touched on that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine it's somewhat like hiking you get the lonely on the trail. road by yourself. Like I would, I would ride my bike across the world with a buddy, but right. like doing a doing a touring trip alone again, like. If you saw me at a gas station in 2013 in the middle of South Carolina and I was like talking to myself, I'm sorry, I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> I just hadn't talked to any of my friends in a week and a half. So This is so similar to people that hike the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. When they do solo, uh, you know, full, full length Appalachian Trail hikes, the distance is same thing. I mean, it's the days, and I've only read about it, I've done state. I've done a state run of the Appalachian Trail, but it's uh, it, it gets pretty pretty lonely. I mean, just I'll challenge anyone that's listening here to just go out on their own and just go randomly in the middle of the woods and just challenge yourself to be alone. Yeah, you'll be like, what's that? Uh, what's that show? Castaway. You'll be like the dude screaming at the volleyball. I don't know that guy's name. I'm horrible at movies. I'm sorry. Tom Hanks. But you'll be you'll be fucking screaming at that volleyball yeah. in fucking oh, 24 yeah. hours, man. It, you're basically confronting yourself in yeah. your own your own mind. So I anyway. lost my shit multiple times. Well, I give you a lot of credit. That's a that's a big deal, and obviously the motivation was real. So that's 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 a serious serious deal. So here we'll go to some quick. Uh, Quick, <laughs> quick, crazy questions. We'll go. We'll start easy. Alter your altar wants to know Wawa or sheets. Everyone asks this of the Pennsylvania guys. Wawa or sheets? That yeah. I don't even know how that's even a question. Sheets is so much better on so many levels. Like, 
Wawa's just sucks. I've eaten both. Going to Florida, I had some of my best meals. That's like cheese. asking, like, Pittsburgh Steelers or fucking the Eagles. You know? I, I was waiting for you to say Patriots. I thought for sure you were going to go down that road. but Nah, I'll, I'll give Gronk and Tom Brady their little <laughs> their little time, you know? Well, they lost this year, so it's it's But it's, okay. it's like comparing the Steelers to the Eagles. Like, we got six, they got one, kind of. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Sorry, Van. I'm not trying to bash you too hard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Van. <laughs> I forgot about that. Van. Uh, let's see. Let's do some more funny ones. This is a friend of mine, Greg Hooper, in, who lived, uh, who still lives right near where Yeggle uh, lived. Yeah. So, Greg Hooper, how long has it been since you threw a chicken wing at a TV? Um, I've kind of learned to control myself um, in public. Chicken wings at my personal TV maybe six months but in public probably it's it, it's been a little bit of time uh could it would probably have to be that Steelers loss to Denver um when they lost to Tim Tebow or T-Blow I'm sorry <laughs> you guys are so serious about your sports I love it I went to a bar last night with uh ground chuck and yeah man hockey everywhere of course with ground chuck it's hockey everywhere anyway yeah. but it's this bar was like all hockey you know and then I go to his We're his in the city and, of champions, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, clearly. You know. This ain't Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut doesn't even have a professional team. Exactly. <laughs> of anything. So we have to flip a coin whether we want to root for the Yankees or the Red Sox. Oh, that would be such a horrible, horrible situation. It is, especially when I interviewed the Malala guys and I'm next to Yankee Stadium. And I'm like, oh, man. And I told him flat out I was a Red Sox fan, and I, I swear I saw people lifting my van to take the wheels off when I said it. But anyway, uh, all right, let's go through some um, some more some more questions. Ryan Popple, who I think you know, he Ryan, does he does a lot of road riding. Ryan Popple is the most underrated big wheel bike rider we know. Yeah, he's insane. He, every single he lives probably about three miles from where we're sitting right now okay and every single time i ride road or gravel or anything shout out to you though ryan um he kicks my ass like i'm you look you you look at him and he's just like un, in an unreal shape and then you look at me and it's like i've never rode before like he just he fucking blows me out of the water every time yeah. and it's just like it's so fucking hard to ride with him yeah i love the dude but it's just like it's so hard he, he has sometimes. the physique too he's yeah. tall right no he's not tall he's, he's not just tall. Gnar- in crazy crazy shape oh okay ryan's probably like five eight five nine maybe oh okay he's got dreads now he thinks he's a, like a rasta dude Rasted. um he's not but yeah he's oh. chill man Oh, man. I have a peace sign up right now, Ryan. <laughs> well, that probably goes with this question. Are you the horniest rider in the world? Uh, you are in the mix anyway, in his opinion, because... Actually, no, I threw that in there because you're so handsome. And so... <laughs> um, I don't really know how to I don't even know what question. to do with that question. Well, um, the girl's gone, so... You know Ryan... Ryan hey, it, I put that out there for him. You don't even have to answer No, it. I'll answer it. This okay. isn't... I would be stoked to be considered in the mix of one of the horniest riders in the world but Popple you got me beat by like fucking like years man maybe that's why he's in such great shape for yeah. the road yeah I mean I that know. that's definitely why you're doing some of that yoga shit I need to get on that also from Ryan 
When's the last time you did a suicide no hand or Punjab style with without? I'm assuming it was a little confusing because maybe he was texting while he was riding, um, but without pinching the seat, I think is what he meant to say. Yeah, that's what he meant to say. Okay. Um, Punjab always. Punjab owns the suicide no hander. I don't care what riders come up or have been around. Punjab's got the best ones. His style is insane. Um, I'm not going to compare my suicide no handers to his, but the last time I did one was actually at Punjab's trails. It was probably 2004, 2005. Before and he moved, right? Because he moved. Is he in Florida now? Punjab was in Florida. It was. It was probably 2004, 2005 in Monroeville. It was on that set that everyone does tricks on, so nothing special there. But yeah, that was probably the last time I did did that. Okay, got it. No pinching the seat. Just Blue letting go. Style. Just letting go. Yeah. All right, got it. Uh, let's see. Let's jump around. Uh, Josh Wombat, he goes by on Instagram. It says snowbirding the wrong way? Question uh, mark. Josh has it all backwards. I'm sorry. Um, I love you, dude, but. You, you live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I moved to Pittsburgh. So, like, I I, uh, I moved to a badass place. You left Florida and went to... You might as well move to Cleveland, dude. <laughs> wow, that's rough. So, sorry about that. I It might have been harsh, but it had to be said. And, I again, I still do love you. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Brad Hawkins. Uh, interesting Studio 334 stories, and to add on to this, um, I, I believe it was Mark Batasi. Okay, all right. So, well, the question was, what about your home under the six foot quarter at, um, at Studio 334? This is all in one. I was at a really, really weird place in my life. I lived in a college town, and I didn't go to college. I rode bikes and had some crazy landscaping job part-time kind of and I lived at the skate park underneath a ramp and uh, it kicked ass it was in Indiana Pennsylvania so about an hour and a half east of here I believe IUP was crazy it was definitely a wild 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 fucking place really yeah I need to stop for a beer and you need a beer too you're hey fans we uh we need not that you're fans, but that beer sounds break. weird. But we, it's a beer break. They're, they're fans. He's going to get beer so he can answer these questions as honestly as possible. Watch out. You've been warned. And as Murphy Machetta says, hashtag the coddle is upon you. So I'm going to finish off the last of the uh, the uh, Brad Hawkins questions. He says, where is James Tuckett these days? James Tuckett's a fucking serious dude. Uh, or not dude, a thing, I guess. A thing? Um, <laughs> a thing. Back right. in the day, um, James, James Tuckett's been, uh, he's been in retirement for a very long time, thank God. Um, 
Is this a trail, this is, a trail it, local or something? What, what, it's a, it's not a person. It's a. Okay. It's actually. Uh, this is like the story. Of you know, like back in the day when your mom like had like Kool Aid made for you, and it was like that huge container that had like you could turn it and like yeah. the vents would be open and you could pour yeah, it yeah. in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. We would. Brad's an awesome dude for thinking of this question because. I was actually like losing sleep last night trying to figure out how to answer this correctly. Oh, you, um, you cheated! Damn you! All right, I looked anyway. up your Instagram. I'm sorry. All right, that's um, okay. It's it's gonna it's it's all good. I James, can't wait. James Tuckett Case Chugger. It was a very very hard thing to do, ah, but you would pretty okay. much duct tape. And we we cheated this on. Uh, as soon as duct tape came out, I yeah, started to laugh. We uh, we looked up to Jay Miron a lot. Yeah. We're getting real in this interview. Yes, we are. We we looked up to Jamie Aaron a lot, and the, I saw him at a Baco contest one time with two huge, fucking like thirty twos or forties or whatever it was taped to his hands. Taped, and he wasn't fucking finishing until it was done. Taped, and so like James Tuggett Case Chugger was one of those Kool Aid containers, and it was taped to our hands, and we dumped. I believe it was close to a twelve pack in it. And if you couldn't finish it, we called you the worst names possible that would be very, very offended in uh, today's society. <laughs> very, very bad. Um, it was not, it was, it, was a, it was a very fun but right. glad it's over right, moment. Right. So that's what's up with James Tuckett. He is somewhere in my girlfriend's basement right now. Probably has about an inch of mold in it. Oh so. my god. But I still have it, thank you. I never, ever, ever would have guessed that was going to be the answer to that one. I thought it was some dude from Maryland or something. I don't know. But, I, don't, uh, I don't hang out with people from Maryland. <laughs> Fuck Baltimore. It all comes back to, to sports. Oh, man. Anyway, those crazy Canucks, man, they bring some weird things down, down yeah. south. From uh, So, all right, why don't we jump to... Brian Iorochi is a big supporter of the podcast, and you probably know him from the Long I Island days. I love Brian. Yeah, he's a, an amazing dude. Yeah. He, he's done a lot for the BMX community. Probably one of my favorite trail riders of all time, slash racer. That's, Brian's, that's Brian's, something. Brian's, like, unreal. Like, he's a such a fucking solid dude. And now he rides big bikes, too. It's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. So... What's he got to say? He's a, he's a great guy, and I believe he's living in uh, Ohio now? Yeah, I he... I, he was working at Greenhouse. I don't think that that's a thing anymore. I think um, they got bought out, right? System, yeah, so maybe. I don't know what so Brian's doing, but I hope he's doing well. Um, yeah. It looks like he's got a solid family and everything's everything's badass. So. Yeah. No, everything's everything's great. So I interpreted his wording, but um, he was going... Uh, the question is, single speed, drop, dropper posts, flat pedals, wide bars, is the BMX... Is the BMXification is BMX affecting mountain biking is the BMX style of bike working its way into mountain biking is that possible if you really really dig into it and think about it hard yes but the road bike and mountain bike industry is so huge that like our us like BMX being as small as it is like I don't think so um but I, I can't, when I go out and ride mountain bikes and spandex with people, I can see, like, that dude has a BMX background. I can see that. Like, my buddy Clint, Clint, I know you're 
probably don't ever listen to these, but you might because I post it, I'll post it on my Facebook. Clint kills the BMX bike. Like, Clint from Morgantown. Okay. He, he rules. He, uh, we've been riding BMX bikes for years and okay. years and years. And uh, he kills it on a mountain bike as well. Right. Um, good dude. He, but he's got that BMX style on his mountain bike. Like, he dropped the dropper seat posts and the flat pedals. Oh, uh, like, okay. He just yeah. fucking, every, every single time we go on a ride, like, someone's like, what's Clint going to money hop over oh. now? So, so in, a, in a way, but I, mountain biking and road biking is so huge that I don't know if BMX is going to affect the yeah. actual industry. I think that's what Brian was kind of get at. Sorry if I answered that incorrectly. No, no, you did it right on the money because I just forgot to say this is this the BMXification of mountain bikes. So it's you answered it right on the right on the money. He also asks, uh, how is it working in the shop industry in Pennsylvania versus Florida? Um, different market. Florida is more like flat bar hybrid tri like flat bar hybrids tri tri try people road specific people and up here is more like adventure style stuff just because of the terrain right um i also don't just work in a bike store i work in a run store as well um the run community here is huge really and these guys do an awesome fucking job i know that the we're waving to people. The, but I know that the podcast people can't hear us or see us, but uh, we're waving to Mike's friends. Hi, Mike's friends. But uh, the run community here is is, is huge I, as man, well. I so. should just move here. I love riding. I love running. Yeah, These right. runners would whoop your ass or your liver's ass. Dude took a serious header. Yeah, <laughs> he's stoked on the wheel mill. He was though. tough though. He was tough. He was not calling his mom. No, no, he was he was definitely not complaining. Just a just you know a rider that that took a little digger at the wheel mill and he's perfectly fine. So anyway, uh, one last Brian, I wrote your question: Are shop people in fact crazy? In fact, crazy everywhere on earth. Have you looked at my Facebook page? <laughs> yes, shop people are fucking insane. Why in the world would you invest your entire life in something and make like 30 grand a year? Yes, we're all fucked up. <laughs> like, I hope the owner of the bike shop's listening to this. We're all fucking crazy. It's kind of like the people that dig, 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 we, dig, 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 dig. We honestly do it because yeah. we love the bike community. We're giving back. Mm-hmm. Like, we. We're not millionaires. Like ninety-five no. percent of the people that I sell a bike to have an Audi or some crazy car. I can't even afford to keep my car on the road. Right. Like, right. We're we do this because we love it. This is not like this is not like uh, like a hobby. No, you know I I worked a shop when I was a kid, and I thought it would be the best thing in the world. I thought it would be like I, I race BMX. This would be the, like the perfect fit for me. I worked a shop and I realized quickly, I'm like, damn it, I'm missing out on everything because I have to work shop hours. Yeah. So I was missing out on a lot. We're, but it's not, it's not easy. I give you a lot of credit. It's we're, working we're all, a shop. We're stuff. all insane. You know what put a smile on my face this week? What's that? Not the Steelers, all right? Because <laughs> there's 99 days until, until Steeler season. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you want to look it? at my phone? I got a fucking calendar, all right? Uh, 
I, I sold a lady that was in her 80s a bike, and yeah. her goal was to ride around Pittsburgh on the river trails. If you don't know Pittsburgh, there's a 20-mile loop that pretty much just shows you the best views of the city on a trail. And she just wanted to do that pretty much before she croaked. Really? Not to sound rude or anything, no. but like, she came in, she was like, what bike do I need to buy? Like, I want to do this before I'm done. Wow. And That's like, intense. she lived in Pittsburgh her entire life. That is intense. And like, I got her the right bike. She's riding around. Wow. She's doing it. That's legit. That's like no. when Ronnie said I was a salty bastard, but I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Fuck you, Ron. <laughs> I am not a salty bastard. I tell the truth. No, you are. Wow, you are a nice some, guy. Some people confuse saltiness with the truth. Man, I'm, I'm convinced. I, I'm not. You know. So what, that's what, what that's what happened this week in my day to day. Whatever else you say in this interview is is forgiven because you uh, you did a good deed. But that's pretty cool. That's uh, that working in a bike shop. I mean, I mean most of us kind of take that that whole concept for granted. They just think it, everyone thinks it's just a fun job. It's right. most of the time it's not. But like, there's cool stuff like what I just said, like that does take place, and it's awesome. Right. And the run community is the same way. Like, so and the run stuff's all new to me. Like, I just started. Uh, I actually like at my new job. I'm the bike manager and the run manager, so like I'm seeing what they do, and it's very similar to like our, us, you know. Like mm -hmm. they 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 do all these events and do all this cool shit, but there's not like much return. Oh right, right. You know, we're just too. everyone's doing it because they love it, and it's like and it's a give back to the yeah, community. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I, I people think I'm nuts, but I love running. I just think it's. I don't know if I could like run a, from here to the door, but uh, but, you're, but you're in that in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I mean, I'm knee deep with these guys. I fucking love them. Yeah, I, I, you never know. Never say never. You Thank could you. you could end up. Yeah. Who, who do I owe? I got it. Um, I appreciate it. So we just got awesome pizza from some random place I never had before, but it looks so good. We're gonna trust the gut hard on this one. Oh, that's a Terra deal right there. Trust the gut. Actually, no, that's a cop. Wait, isn't that a you deal? Yeah. Trust the gut's you because when I was having even that little. Don't tell people on trust the gut. Look, look at this. Those little. I can't tell those little. <laughs> those little. I I love those fucking little plastic tops. Those are Italian. <laughs> don't tell everyone I'm trust the gut. <laughs> I caught, I caught ground chuck sending you pictures of my breakfast this morning. Sell out. Can we leave the Italian table or what do we do? Nah, get rid of it. Right. I already got the picture, dude. All right, cool. <laughs> you're a foodie. 100% trusted. Oh, man, you're a foodie. Not uh, yet. No, we'll get... Oh, I'm, wow, all right. I'm getting man. addicted to shoes. It's my thing now. Whoa, wait. That means you and Ronnie have even more in common. Yeah. Because Ronnie is known as the shoe whore. Yeah, I let, I've been bleaching. Like, I have a pair of white shoes, and I, like, clean them up and shit. Really? Yeah. Before, I didn't give a fuck. I just wear, like, so, so like that So, like, you make sure everything's yeah. real nice. Look at how fresh these are, dog. Wow, those are fresh. Oh, my God. Wow. $150 hiking boots. Wow. You know? Wow. You better watch it on a $30,000 a year job. You can't do yeah, that too many no. times. So, girlfriend's getting pissed. That's right. 
All right, so let's go to, um, I'm sure you know this guy, a really good friend of mine, lives right near me in Connecticut, uh, Ted Nelson. Yes, Ted's awesome. Ted, Ted is amazing. He kept it short and sweet and said, best terrorist story, best key terrorist story. Fuck. I should have probably properly prepared for this one. Um, I don't know when this came out. I think it came in late after you, after you cheated, after you um, read. Honestly... Mandy, the run manager at our shop right now, is stealing my food, and is, and, and is also and is also distracting me from answering questions correctly. Huh. Oh boy! So uh, I don't have a good Keith Terror story. Everyone wants one. Everyone needs one. But he's the saltiest fuck alive. Every single time you talk to him, he's just an asshole. And like I just I don't I don't even know why I have his number saved in my you know, phone. You know what? I'm gonna counter that with another Long Island guy asking a question. You ready? Keith, I love you, but that's the truth. Keep shooting abandoned buildings or whatever you're doing. <laughs> you did listen to Keith's interview, right? Yeah. He was he was pretty good. I have to say he he did a good job handling it, it, to the point where he just said, "Is that all you guys have? That's it?" Because we didn't do a good enough job at all. He's a bastard. Yeah. Like he, like I love Keith, but he sucks at the same time. Right. You know. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. I'm going to ask you a question from another and salty. Long Rob, Robbo said he didn't dig enough. <laughs> Whoa, that's saying a lot. Because yeah. Robbie himself said he barely dug. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, here's the question from here's a question from uh, Ryan Hoey. Oh geez, the, yeah. the officer at the law. Yeah, yep, he is. In uh, you know, these Long Island guys are trying to fuck me up. Yeah, we're doing a pound of salt at a time here. But um, he goes, "Why are you always so mad? You're even pissed in this picture, which was on the post, by the way, which is you riding around the corner with the Steelers." Ryan Shear took that photo. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, Ryan took that. Yeah, Ryan's right. Ryan's one of the best guys ever. Um, when I lived in Florida, he hooked it up so hard, and we had the best times ever. So thank you, Ryan. Why am I so pissed all the time? I'm not. You just think I'm pissed. Um, I'm actually having the best time of my life. <laughs> Perfect answer because uh, Ryan cannot, he can't counter that. So, uh, so the question is, when is the best time to ride trails? Is it after Ryan's done fixing them? Well, Ryan doesn't, fix, Ryan doesn't fix trails. Ryan just like sits there and acts like he thinks he knows what he's doing, but he doesn't actually do anything. He like he's like a PennDOT employee. I don't know if you know what PennDOT is anywhere else in the country, but no. in Pennsylvania, there's a lot of pit potholes, and like people are like those uh, the people in charge of fixing them is called PennDOT, and they normally just like lean on their shovel like a bunch of dickheads. Um, Poey, you're one of them. You know, <laughs> you, 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 you're kind. Hoey is kind of like putting like a small bandaid on something that needs stitches. Well, I'll tell you what. On Saturdays, they just put a cone out. Yeah. This, these pinned out people put cones out because yeah. Ground Truck and I were driving to the wheel mill, and he's like, "Oh no, they're using cones." Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, let's go great uh, right to Greg Dixon. You may know him. Yeah, I know. A lot of people know Greg. He's a good dude. Yeah. He, he contributed to Case BMX back in the day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Greg's been awesome. He's been, uh, we've been talking a lot. He's just a, I've gotten to know him pretty well. He's a great guy. He says, Florida salt or Pennsylvania salt? Um, Florida salt. I, I sat on this one a long, long time. And uh, 
Florida made me the salty bastard I am. Pennsylvania made me love people. Well, Alter Your Alter wants to know, will the salt rise? But we're all we're almost done with salt. I think we're done with salt. Um, we're eating the food that I already ate. You're right. a weird little kid. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go to... Uh, this would be from Trey Jones. So Trey Jones wants to know, Longwood Trails... I think this is... Okay. Comments, Trey doesn't com- com- comments and then a question. Longwood Trails, Outspoken, Castleberry, The Carryman. What's up with Central Florida? All right, so let's first say, Trey, when I first met you, I fucking hated you. And then you grew up, and you fucking did awesome shit. And you're doing so much badass stuff for BMX, it's like... No one can ever fucking, like, that's not, like, something that can be, like, overlooked or, like, forgotten, you know? Right. Um, Trey and his family, everyone in that family is kick-ass. They're all fucking awesome. Like, Jabe, Trey, his parents, their grandparents, everyone does good. Like, Trey's, Trey's family is doing an awesome fucking job for, the, for BMX in Florida. When I grew up, that that did not exist. Mm-hmm. So, like, when people say, like, Mike's salty or blah, 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 Mike hates skateboarding. Like, yeah, I did. Like, I hated it. Fucking didn't want us to ride bikes. So this was a Florida thing, the skateboarding? Yeah, it was. It, it's 100% a Florida thing. Because the Hallahans asked, how do you really feel about skateboarding? And... Um, more importantly, thanks for building all of our wheels. How do you really feel about skateboarding? I wouldn't so? have to build all those little dudes' wheels if they just like started clearing everything instead of just casing shit all the time. Oh man! But back to the Florida thing. Sorry, Hallahans. I had to throw you on their bus a little bit. Right, right. I love yins. Um, yins, yins. All right. Florida and the skateboarding thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate a little bit on that okay. with Trey. Um, Trey does a, a badass job on everything for BMX. He's promoting the shit out of it. Um, I love everyone down there. That's my friend and or family. Um, Castleberry kicked ass. It would have been awesome if we could have rode a skate park more than once a week. Thank you, Mr. Payne. Was it only open to bike certain days or something? Yeah, it like violated their laws or rules or some. Florida's badass. Um, I'm a bit bitter right now with it still, but because I know that it could do better. Trey's doing his absolute best to make it awesome. And all of our friends that are still down there. Ronnie does a badass job. Ryan Herbach does a kick-ass job. Um, James Covington does a good job. Dave McDermott. All those guys do an awesome job. Um, Aaron Sarkeesian, Joey, I love you, buddy. Uh, wish you were up here building trails with us. Um, sorry that you're a pussy and you won't move here. Um, but yeah, like everyone does an awesome job as far as like the BMX, BMX-wise goes. But like, it's just like when I lived there, it was just like skateboarders holding us down. Like we were like, it was like we were like being controlled by people that, that like didn't know anything about us and like 
we could only ride like Orlando Skate Park on Monday and Wednesday, and we had to pay ten bucks. Like, you know, I don't know if you listened to the Malali interview, but that was like a big, that was a big issue with them. Is is in Manhattan, or let's say all, excuse me, all five boroughs, they've got what they call a bike park, but. It's not that they don't want skateboarders. They're saying, okay, all, you know, all these other parks, you're telling us that we're not allowed. And yeah. so we're, we're, we're left to build this park that is for bikes because there's nowhere else we can ride bikes because we're not allowed. Yeah, they shouldn't allow any skateboarders. I don't know. I love Eric Payne, Tim's brother, but like I was personally involved in a project with Team Payne in the early, like in the late 90s. Merritt Island Skate Park. Tim, I hope you're listening. Is this Paradise? Uh, Paradise Funplex or whatever you want to call it. Pete Augusta and Chris Breen, we built dirt jumps for the park. And then the, la- the final day that we were done, Team Payne was getting done. They were getting finished at the same time. And uh, I listened to Tim Payne say that if bike riders rode the park it would it would terminate their warrant their warranty with the park. So there were actually dirt jumps at Paradise? Probably probably where they have that paintball range or whatever now. So the last day we were done, to back up a little bit, the dude that Team Pain teampain.com wanted uh was trying to convince the owner to uh to not allow bikes. And now if you go on their website, it's a little bit different. But uh, that's the real deal story, y'all. But yeah, that's what that's what happened. It's real. I don't live in Florida. I shouldn't care that much. And that's why I fucking hate skateboarding. In, I'm, fine, I'm in, fine with it. In, in Florida, I hated skateboarding. In Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh skateboarders are cool. They don't give a fuck about bike riders. They do their own shit, and they do what they should do, and they're cool. And they share the park? They share the park. They don't give a shit. But in Florida, they can all suck it. Yep. I deflated tires at OSP, dog. By the way, that uh, question was actually shared by another another guy named Josh. He goes under P-I-I-I-E-E-E. His name is Josh. Uh, he said the same thing. Where's the hatred of skate come from? So you answered that. So let's move on. Let's go to another Keith Terra question. Let's see. How, how, how difficult was it being a trail rider and builder when you lived in Florida? <laughs> uh, that was my buddy Brian just kissed me on the cheek. He just graduated from Pitt, so he's still learning, you know? I think he's still. I I still think he's singing a James Conner at night. <laughs> oh, man, wow! Uh, how hard was it to be a trail rider in Florida? Trail digger. And and someone that tried oh, to like builder and rider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard, man. Uh, our dirt sucks. Pretty much like Long Island does, you know, like the 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 sand there is just shitty. I know John Lee and like those guys, they wouldn't like, they wouldn't try to raise any money and like get real clay for their jumps and stuff. Like, sorry John, you you do a badass job, I love you. But you and Tara back in the 7-Eleven days slacked a little bit. Uh, nah, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> Yins. Um, 
building jumps in Florida was horrible, man. You had to, if you wanted like a six foot lip or a six foot landing, you had to build it with like five foot of sand and then you like coat it with like a foot of clay. And like, you know, like hopefully it stays. Like, I don't know, maybe. And like you had to buy it, 300 load, $300 a load. 300 bucks a load? Yeah, and it was like a load would get you like a four pack. Wow. Like, all those bastards that say building trails are too hard. Like, go buy your wax and your plastic pegs. <laughs> oh, man. Are we All getting right. real enough? Oh, no doubt. All right. Absolutely no doubt. Uh, let's see. Buh, 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 buh. Let's go through. Uh... Actually, I'm going to skip that one for now. So I'm going to go back to it. Let's see. Uh, when are we doing the long talked about trails trip with Rob Delucky? God damn it, Rob. I love you. He's Rob in, is the one person in, the, in New Orleans right now. Rob, I know you want some salty response. You're the one person in BMX that I, no matter what, I cannot talk shit on. I cannot be salty with you. Let's do this fucking trail trip, bro. We've been talking about it since fucking 2002, dude. Let's. Wow. 16 years. Long overdue. Rob's awesome. He's, Rob is totally Dude, he's awesome. the fucking best. He was like, uh, Mulligan was the first dude that ever shot a photo of me that was in a magazine. And uh, Mulligan and I have a really good relationship. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rob was one of the chill. I was so stressed, though, when I shot that photo with Keith. Because I knew, like, he's a pro- I was in high school, you know? Like, he's right. a professional photographer. He's coming to my trails. Are my trail- do my trails look good? What, what trick am I going to do when he asked me if I want to shoot, like, shoot a photo? Yeah. Like, I was just so fucking stressed. I was like, right. I was a high school kid yanking hair out of my head, you know? Sorry, Keith. Like, now that we're boys, like, I know, like, it's not like that. But, like, that's how I felt at the time. Um, the first time I shot with Rob, I was just like, holy shit. This is like, he rode with me all fucking day long. And then, like, 30 minutes before it was dark. It's section 22. You remember that, Rob? He was just like, yo, do one of those tables again. And I was just like, all right. And I was not stressed. It was like the first time ever. And like this is no offense to like Tara or Mulligan or any of the other awesome photographers that I right. shot with. Rob just had this little thing where it was just like he knew, like, he knows like what when to do it and when right. to say it. Right. And he kills it. He kills it harder than the people he's shooting photos with. He's he such does. a he's such a fucking awesome guy. Like, you know what's funny? Before I did, he'll the, go on a road trip with the animal dudes and be like Smith grinding rails and shit or something, and just be like, "All right, you want to like double peg this thing or something?" Rob is awesome. He's such a good dude. When I did the interview with him, he uh, we did we did some lines around FDR before we did the interview because he's like, "Hey, why don't we warm up first before he we?" He probably sit? showed Van Homan a line or two, right? You know, you know, you know, Van's stressing about that. Van wasn't there, but I'm sure he has. Um, He's probably at the Eagles, like anti-Eagles parade or something. (laughs) Uh, There's not, they're not Philly Yens, huh? Nah. (laughs) There's very few places I want to visit. Two of them are in Ohio, and one of them's in Philly. Right. Oh God. All right, so let's go. Let's go to Ronnie Bonner. Best Mission Park story. So I don't know what that's all about. Mission was Chad Groot's first park in Longwood, Florida. 
We'll keep, this is a PG-13 question because I'm not gonna say the best mission story. You can thank me later, Chad. Um, the best mission story to date in my book that I can talk about is, talk about, uh, is uh, the night after one of the contests, I think I was visiting or something from Florida, or from Pennsylvania, Jeff Harrington won and I got second, so Jeff fucking 100% murdered the park. If you've ever watched him ride a skate park, he's like the dude, you know, like he fucking kills it. Um, we climbed up on a tower and we just got loose as shit and it was badass but then the cops raided the place and uh, we were all hiding under ramps and the Longwood officers knew my mom or dad or something and they let us go and uh, lucky you Chad walked up to the cops and was just like hey he had a really fucking awesome weekend like he killed it at the bike contest today and they were just like okay with it and just let us go. Really? And we got loose as shit. There was a lot of other like nudity and wild shit that was happening, normal Florida stuff. But uh, we'll leave a lot of that for the, the listeners to uh, take into their heads, I guess. Right. We'll let them imagine whatever that but was about. People were getting loose as. Picture the wildest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life and then times it by 10. We'll, wow. leave, it, we'll leave it like that. Thanks, Ronnie, for the question and kind of throwing me under the bus at the same time. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He just went through the same deal, so he knows he knew what he was, I was doing. I was letting Ronnie go with not asking questions, and then he had to he had to go in with that one. He also wants to know about your first road trip, which must have been the the deal where you where you were like uh, what 15, 16. Yeah, like we kind of digged into that a little bit. I'll go into it a little bit more, Ronnie. And Super Dave took me on. If you guys don't know Super Dave, he's a really awesome dude. He was a roommate at one point. He's uh, the longest, second longest employee at Sparky's, I believe. Shout out to you, dude. You kick ass. Um, haven't talked to you in a while, but uh, hope all is well. Um, we went on a road trip from Florida to Pittsburgh, and it was in Ronnie's like truck with like a trailer. Hey, lady, can you give me a beer? Uh, whatever they got. I want a non-alcoholic beer. Root beer. He wants a root beer. Um, back to our story. Sorry. Uh, crazy run lady that works at the store is getting insane right now. She's got like she's dancing around her tights and shit. Um, yeah. Back to the first the, road trip. First road trip story. Ronnie got absolutely insanely pissed off at me. Ron, I don't know if you remember this, but you used to get so mad when I ate sunflower seeds. What? And I was like a young little kid, and I was just trying to stay up. And he would get really, really mad when I would chew sunflower seeds. You know that cracking sound when you crack sunflower seeds? He was like, I don't know how your fucking parents deal with it. You're chewing sunflower seeds, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, I'm just trying to stay up with you. Like, you're fucking driving alone like Dave's in the back sleeping but that was like that's my salty version of the trip the oh, badass man. version of the trip is is like I met Mikey Aiken on that trip uh, we were pushed together that's when I met Ground Chuck that's when I met Wingding that's when I met Stig and Crandall um, Taj walked up to me after we went to South Park for the National and did the dirt jump thing 
We went to Woodward. He surprised me with a Woodward visit. This is why Ronnie's badass. He surprised me with a Woodward visit, and Taj walked up to me and patted me on the back and said, you just went high as fuck on that hip. Happy birthday. Wow. That's why Ronnie... That's why Ronnie B kicks fucking ass. Like, he... Like, he's... That was my 15th fucking birthday, people. Like, when I left Florida, I was 14. When I came back to Florida, I was 15. Wow. That's my fucking birthday. Wow. Like, Taj... Come on. Uh-huh. No one fucking with Taj. Doesn't get any better than that. All right. Am I on. salty about that? Did I... Was that not... Was that salty or was that, like, soft? That was that was pretty soft, but we can go up and down. I don't in, in mind. Today's I, like, world, I like going up and down. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'm, like I'm not trying to be too sensitive, guys. I want I want to I want to keep everyone happy. You know here. what? The 80 year old bike sell for the 20 mile loop that was you're good for the whole right. podcast because right, cool. of that. I just want to make sure everyone's happy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking out for everyone, except oh, Patriots man. and Eagles fans. Fuck both of you. Whoops. I'm not a Patriots fan. Good. Not until we're done with the interview. Um, all right, so let's see. Let's jump around a little bit. Josh Hayes, you know Josh Hayes? Yeah, Josh Hayes is an awesome dude. He's somewhere in the random, like, or in another country or something, kicking ass somewhere. He is in, I believe, Austria. Okay. Josh um, is a... He works for a bike company, I think. He's a very talented photographer, and he's an awesome bike rider. He's so, been really into this podcast and really into contributing questions, and cool. we talk quite a bit. So he, he Josh, thanks for the questions, man. I hope everything's going good for you. And his questions are, uh, yeah, they're they're legit. First of all, hey, he shouts out right off the bat. Mike is a champion! Exclamation point. What similarities do you find on the big bikes versus the twenty-inch bikes? Um. Thank you for loving me, Josh. My girlfriend would probably be pretty jealous about that. Um, <laughs> Not that kind of love. It's like man love. It's, it's like man love. It's different. Man love is different. Yeah. I would cheer to you at a bar and like maybe grab your dick or something once or twice. <laughs> um, hope the little Hallahans aren't listening at this point. They should be in bed by now. Um, but yeah, my you, you got me kind of hard. Um, little bikes compared to big bikes... Um, I can't remember who said it, but someone said it that should I should have remembered. There's no replacing BMX. There's nothing that can ever replace BMX or the sensation that you get from riding or building or building trails or building ramps or DIY like street spots, anything like that that can never be replaced. There's just something about it that there's it's never going to be replaced. Um, Got it. But as far as like little bike to big bike comparison, in the woods when I'm riding my gravel bike or mountain bike, I kind of get a little bit of the same feel just because I'm in the woods. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm in the streets, like riding my road bike, I kind of get a little bit of a similar feel of cruising around and jumping curbs that I would on my BMX bike. But it's, there's no repl- there. It can't be replaced. There, there's nothing in the world that can replace being a BMX rider. And honestly, like, I'm gonna get as real as possible right now. Uh-huh. Like, nothing can replace BMX. I've tried to do it for over a year. My back's fucked up. I can't ride my BMX bike. Right. There's nothing that can replace it. I nothing. Agree. Nothing at all. 
It wouldn't be back then. You can You can try as hard as you want. Trust me, I've been trying. There's nothing that can replace it. The only thing that you got is, like, hopefully you got awesome friends that still stand behind you once you're done riding a BMX bike. Yeah. And I got it, so I'm I'm set. But, like... Oh, yeah. But, like, honestly, like, there's nothing that replaces it. Nope. Is that a proper answer for you? Josh, are you good? <laughs> He'll answer back in a little bit. It's just going to be a little ho- delayed. Holler, holler at your boy. We're, yeah. we're, we're friends on all social media, and you got my celly. That's right. It's gonna, there's a little delay between Austria and here, so we're, he'll answer in just a minute. All right. a, see, he'll, he also asked, uh, do you agree that the majority of cyclists are strange or a strange mix of jock and nerd? Um, yes. That, that's a very, very... And we can relate this to BMX as well. Like, BMX is a very weird, like, niche community. Like, people are into some stuff. People hate on some stuff. Like, yeah, it's jockey. You mean, it's, you, it's, you mean like the disciplines of BMX? Like, racing versus trails yeah. versus street yeah. versus park? It, it, it's jockey and nerdy, yes. Like, everything is like that. Like, Robbie fucking 25 years ago would fucking bash a street rider. Now all his fucking dudes that ride for him are street riders. He loves it. Like I have to correct you on that only because I just did the interview. Otherwise, only because he reminded me because I questioned the exact same thing. Because I'm like, where did this happen? Where did this progression to street come from? So, and he reminded me and I didn't even realize it. He was riding Malali uh, back in the late 80s. Did you ask him about the River Gap? No. You I gotta forgot. ask him about I totally Rob- forgot. Robbie, what's up with the River Gap? I totally forgot that. He but probably he's too good to listen to this interview, but no. Robbie, if you're cool enough to listen to this interview, what the fuck is up with the River Gap? Robbie listens to all of them. Rob- hey, your head too ripped off, bro. Robbie was riding uh, Malali and telling his parents he was at trails yeah. elsewhere. So he was Robbie's riding the a good city. Dude. Yeah. Honestly, Robbie, Robbie's yeah. a fucking awesome guy. So his his whole street deal started back when street was like... Oh, I know. Street. He's a, so, he's a real dude. I just yeah, like yeah. poking at him No, no, no. Bit. It's all right. It's all right. You know, I just did the interview. Poking for, for everyone listening. Yes, I'm very salty, but I'm also like... I'm just joking around with Robbie. Don't give him a hard time. Don't prank call him in the middle of the night. If you do want to prank call him and give him a solid one, like email me, I'll give you his phone number. <laughs> well, aside from aside from him and I, later, run manager. <laughs> Bye. Run the apparently the runners can't hang. Um, yes, I can. <laughs> do you have anything to say to the fans out here? Full throttle Mike Cottle is like the best. Full ever. throttle Mike Cottle? Throttle that's Mike my dad. Cottle. But that's what I call him. Full throttle Mike Cottle. Oh, man. That's All right, it. later, dog. Wow. Take care of your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Full throttle Mike Cottle. Yard sale. If you go to bed tonight you don't, and you don't bitch about it, then I'll give you my bike. Wow. Yeah. The 20th one that you don't ride? Yeah, take it. <laughs> Just don't bitch when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do you I, just gave, you just I just did? gave a little kid a bike If he didn't complain about a cut on his neck Take that Anyway When we did the interview During the gap that I was gone 
he clearly went from trail rider racer to street. Did and you ask? Uh, did you ask Ground Chuck who the real trail boss is? No, I asked Robbie who he was going to hand off the trail boss title to, and he said Ground Chuck. Ground Chuck's the real trail boss, guys. So. He fucking kills it way harder than Robbie did. Come on. Watch Anthem 1 for the first time and just see. Robbie, Watch it. Robbie handed it over. He, he, he tells exactly when he handed off that title. And, and it was to Ground Chuck. So it, Robbie's a good a, dude. A good Ground story. Chuck's the trail boss. Can we just leave it at that? Ground Chuck is the trail boss. He fucking killed it way harder. All right. So I, 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 I believe what he said in his interview was, if he didn't get hurt, he would make Clint Reynolds his bitch on the butcher jump. Is what he, he said. Ground truck would one hundred percent make Clint Reynolds his bitch. Sorry, Clint. I don't think you listen to these things, but Ground Chuck would kill you on the butcher jump. He would fucking annihilate you, bud. Clint, Sorry, you know, Clint. You know I'm trying to get you on this podcast, so that's not my viewpoint. Let me put out the disclaimer right now. I'm just doing the interviews. I don't think that way of you at all. I'm a salty bastard, Clint, and I, I love you, but I Ground Chuck to, will kill you on the butcher jump. I can't wait to interview you. I love your bull. I love your mechanical skills. All right, let's go back to the interview. Okay, so last question from Josh Hayes, and this will tie in with Keith Tara. Do you still shoot uh, photo in your, in your spare time? I would love to. Josh, your photo skills are like 99% better than mine. Tara, you're like 200% better than me. I'm not trying to compare you guys, but uh, no, I don't. Photography stuff is gnarly expensive, and at some point in my life, I will get back to it, but right now, it's I just can't afford it. Who, uh, who influenced you? This is Keith's question, actually. Who uh, were your early influences in photography? You trying to toot your own horn, Tara? <laughs> There's the answer. Um, your early influences in photography besides Keith, or is it just Keith? No, I have like multiple. Um, it's gonna boil back to my friends. Um, yeah. Tara, DeGroot, Freiman. Those guys all shot awesome photos. Delecky shot awesome photos. Or shoots awesome photos. Mulligan shoots awesome photos. Those guys make it comfortable to shoot with. Adam Booth was good. I shoot used to shoot for BMX Plus. Just any of those guys were that that were like bike riders that were naturally talented at photography. Those guys made it like comfortable to shoot photos with. And it was right. like it didn't really matter the quality of the photo, it mattered like the atmosphere of what was happening at the time. Right. So, like, if Tara's photo is slightly out of focus, sorry, dude. But, like, we had a fucking kick-ass time, like, when we were when we were shooting that photo. Like, right. it was more about that than it being, like, the most perfect photo or the, most, the right. best fucking photographer. Although I have to say, a, a BMXer knows timing for a photo more better than anybody else. Oh, yeah. So, the, a BMXer taking a picture of a BMXer, and this is probably normal for any sport, but they know when to... They know when to hit it, you know. But anyway, all right. Let's switch over to. Oh, that's so, that's so funny. As many times as I read this name, uh, Brett <laughs> Rothmeyer, I keep thinking of Roethlisberger because I'm in Pittsburgh. Because so, you're scared. I am. 
I'm very scared. All right. But it was Brett Roth- Rothmeyer. Brett Rothmeyer is an awesome guy. Um, <laughs> Brett, if you're listening, like, thank you so much, man. You've been ruled. Wow. All right. He, he's he's a solid dude in the Pittsburgh community. Yeah. He works at Dirt Rag, which oh. is like a mountain bike magazine. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. He's been around for a long he's time. He's a fucking awesome guy. Oh, okay. And he's a solid bike rider. He loves BMX. I hate that you like skateboarding. You suck. And don't let your kids buy skateboards. Make them buy bikes. Oh, You're man. ruining our industry, asshole. Um, all right, go on with the Brett. All right, so go on with the Brett question. All right. He I wants, love that guy. He and wants his family to kicks ass. All right, awesome. When does, when does one know when they've... Reached their true limit on wings and in yings, yinglings. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't know if I have a limit with that, and that might be why I have relationship problems. <laughs> but I would say after like twenty-four wings and like maybe fifteen yinglings. Twenty-four wings and fifteen yinglings. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Sorry, Brett. I I think that's an accurate answer. Um, wow. But. We're, I think we're good there. Um, yeah. I don't want the entire world to know my my personal issues. Everyone everyone has their own problems. <laughs> that, that there's there's a lot of truth to that. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go to Carly Young. She's a local, right? Yeah, Carly's a, a badass chick. I've known her for probably half my life. She's been here for a little while, right? Or is she's she been, from Pittsburgh? She's not from Pittsburgh. I think she's from like Charlotte or somewhere in North yeah. Carolina. Sorry, Carly. Sorry, she does so much for the sport. She's awesome. She, we've known each other for a very, very long time. Um, she, well, her question is: Ask him about his race court. I don't know what that means. Race court is uh, slang for the Ford Escort. Uh, um, I used okay. to race my car around the East Coast. To get to badass places. Okay. So, you know, like if you have a Ford Escort, you're like happy if it goes 60 (laughs) on the interstate. Like I would like max mine out at like 90, just try to get from Florida to Bethlehem as quickly as possible because I wanted to kill that butcher jump. Um, I never killed it, but I wanted to try to kill it. Right. Oh man. But that's that's what she means by it. Okay. Got it. All right. Nikki uh, Dorfman. Wants Mike to know, Dorfman, what's up, dude? I haven't seen you since high school when you killed me, almost killed me in that truck. Oh my god. <laughs> Mike Dorfman and I used to get wild as fuck. It's like, and he fucking flipped me over in his truck driving on a dirt road, and we had to get like jaws of life out. And his mom was so pissed. <laughs> it's like, I love this guy. He's wild like, as shit. It's, it's what's like, he got? It's like your entire yearbook showed up for this interview. Yeah. Mike Dorfman. <laughs> What's right. up? I hope your kids are doing good, boy. He wants to know, how about the Albertson Trails, Winn-Dixie, and Pick and Save Roots, brother? Uh, Albertson says. Trails are epic, and the only reason why they're epic is they weren't really trails. It was a bunch of kids in high school building dirt jumps out of sand. Schwinn did a demo at my parents' bike shop. It had to be because of... When was this? This was... 1996 maybe so it had to be because of Tony Snaka and uh, and John Paul yeah and uh, Jay Miron was like hey what do you guys we were all like fucking just hanging out having a good time oh this was on the freestyle side yeah and Jay Miron was like where do you guys ride at and we were like oh we have this dirt jump down the street 
Right. This is what really got me hooked on BMX. Yeah. This is real shit, dude. This is how it happened. Yeah, this, this is, is fucking started. real. Yeah. If you want to have a hug right now, we can have a hug. Ah. Uh, hug it out. You want a hug? Yeah. All we right, can, all right. We're hugging. Everyone, everyone online, we're we, we we're broke. We gotta take a picture. If I'm gonna do this, we gotta take a picture. All right. I'm standing up for this Hang one. On. Hang on. Hang on. Oh yeah, we got that. We're in. We're in. <laughs> All right. So we're back from the hugs. Um, that's that's a good one right there. <laughs> so Jay Miron asked, like, you guys are psyched as fuck on BMX, you know? Like, where yeah. the fuck do you guys ride at? Just at your parents' And shop. he's he's a Canadian beast, you know? Like, we're intimidated as hell. Like, right. We're like, oh, we have a dirt jump down the street. And he was like, oh, it's just right down the street? Like, let's go. And he's got his big-ass fucking heavy fucking vert ramp bike. Yeah. You know, like those... those yeah, yeah. He's like, let's, let, let's go there. Right. I want to fucking see your guys' dirt jump. We were like, this is insane. Yeah. And like, this was in an age where there was no cell phones. There was no, there, there was no cameras. Right. Like, Jay just like, the best bike rider arguably in the world with the exception of Matt Hoffman was like going to our one dirt jump that we made when we were skipping school to make it, you know? Right, right. And uh, he was like hauling ass down the street, jumping all the curves, yeah. doing can-cans and shit all the way there. He's like, I can't wait to see what you guys got. And like we had this one jump and it was like six foot tall and like 20 foot long. And you had to pedal full speed at it. Wow. And All made of sand. And he put on a fucking show. Really? It literally... Back foot, no handers, yeah. fucking 360 tail whips, every fucking thing. And this was in the wow. 90s. This, he was probably doing shit at that dirt jump that he didn't yeah. do in the X Games. Wow. And he just fucking opened up on that jump. And it was just like, holy fuck, this is BMX. Wow. And that's when it hit. I was just like, holy shit, this is my life. I know, I was just like, this is the best thing ever. Right. I was right. like, this is my, wow. this is going to be the rest of my life. Oh, Jay Mirren sparked that. Yeah, that's what. That's where it went. That's a that's a really good story. Kenny LeBlanc. It says, "When will we see you on a twenty inch again?" If you want to answer that, he's been prying at me a little bit about that. Um, what is this another high school friend from the yearbook? What is this? <laughs> Random. Uh, <laughs> it'll it'll be this year, Kenny. Sorry, I'm back, trying to just get issues, my I'm right? trying to get my back straight, and uh, once that's good to go, I'll be ripping. You might be able to see a half a tabletop or maybe a toboggan sometime soon. I saw that toboggan pic that Keith took. That was really He photoshopped really it. It wasn't, photoshopped. It, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't that good. Haters do say it's photoshopped. From what I've heard from like Nicki Minaj or something. <laughs> yeah, I hear from her a lot too. Yeah. Right. So uh, let's see. Let's go to this uh, this guy, Josh. It's the P-I-I-E. Oh, Josh Pye. I love that guy. Um, he's from England. Okay, Fuck you right. and your English breakfast, you asshole. All right. Oh, well, that, all right. It all makes sense now. <laughs> so uh, from across the pond, what do you think about eggs? I fucking hate eggs. I never eat them, and I think anyone that eats them sucks. Is, do we have three out of four egg eaters here? Oh, yeah. Eggs, eggs, yeah, eggs. All right. And if you eat eggs, you're probably a Patriots fan. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Josh. I ain't ever gonna fucking visit you, pipe. Oh man. Well, you know what his next question. <laughs> his next question is, 
Why won't you come to England? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate England. I hate the Queen. Oh, Fuck all of you. Oh. And eggs. You would say he's a new patriot. Right, right. No, I, right. I, I, I hate <laughs> I hate Yings. <laughs> you can't you can't hate Yings. I can't even fucking you can't pronounce hate it. Yings. Uh, you hate egg. Um I will visit you once I get over eggs, Yings, and the Queen. The Queen sucks <laughs> and I can't stand her. Yeah. You know, uh did he send you a picture of Eggs Benedict this morning, Ground Chuck? Yeah. He did? I may he post sent you it. a picture of eggs. <laughs> We may trust that as 100%. Oh, man. Um, Josh, but on the real. Honestly, I don't trust you assholes. Like, that's why, that's why I'm not coming. Like, there's no way I'm going to put you in my hands. Like, you're, there's no way I can fucking trust you. I'm not flying across the country to hang out with you guys because I don't know what the fuck yours are going to do to me. <laughs> you already tried touching my balls once, dude. Right. Put on last. Put on last. Fuck yes, I'm taking a piss. I still have another question. Yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, we're gonna let the pause just be paused. I don't know what to do. I've never quite been in this position before in an interview. Wow. Yeah. This is good. This is good. And I love every minute of it, but. He'll give you some good stuff. Wow. He'll yeah. keep going. No, he, 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 he's uh, as advertised, this guy. As many questions as you've got, he's got answers. I am sad to say that I'm starting to run out. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. We're going to finish on the Steelers questions. So that'll... Oh, oh man. Yeah, get the fire. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, no, it's that it could go either way. So, he... I need to just get out of this place clean and back to the wheel <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about my affiliation with any team. No. Whatsoever. Oh, I just reached my step goals. Sorry, crowd. I had to run up and down steps for 15 seconds while you were waiting at home. <laughs> my stress level is at an all-time high. All, be all because of England. That's what you Josh, that's why I don't visit you. You guys suck. Just get your green cards fucking updated and come Wait, to America. I would fucking throw that at Netley's mom's <laughs> TV so quick. Wait a minute. What'd you say? The what? Netley? Well, guess what the next question is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Couldn't have planned this. Weirdest Mike Netley story. <laughs> you guys want to get real? Uh, no, we haven't yet, so why don't you start no, now? Uh, <laughs> the Netley was on acid, I think. He might have been on some other crazy shit, who knows. We're in the middle of nowhere, Florida, on... What are those boats? The boats of the... The swamp boat things? The, the, the swamp boats? Yeah, the airboats. Yeah. We were on airboats, and Netley was just losing his shit. And he was trying to, like, keep it together, and he just couldn't. And it was awesome. <laughs> He saw an alligator and he thought it was a dinosaur. <laughs> Sorry, Net Lee, for kind of throwing you under the bus with that, but what were, uh, Case Magazine, R.I.P. All right, well, I am so sad to say that we're running out of questions here. Um, but Ryan Papa, we're going to go back to him. He said in his, in his grammar, how do you stop a freight train? I'm assuming you're saying freight train, but maybe you're saying freight train. He I was don't saying, know. how do you stop a freight train? 
There's only one way to stop a freight train, and that's taking a real, real hard hit of marijuana, dog. <laughs> it's legal now, I think. So we can we can we say that? Yeah. We're in we're in Phoenix or somewhere where it's legal. Medical. Oh yeah. Where where, where is it medical? It's here. medical here. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it's helping me with my really bad hip. So that's the way that we're stopping a freight train, folks. All right, so I'm gonna do one more question, then we'll just finish it out with, with whatever you wanna say. Uh, oh no, two more questions. Early BMX influences. Damn, this is a hard one. Um, I knew you had said Jay Miron, but before that, you must have started somehow. Honestly, like, all my influences are my friends. Um, if you're a friend of mine, that's my influence, honestly. Like, uh, the only person that was an insanely huge influence on me that is not my friend and I have not met is Sandy Carson. Oh, nice. Rider and if, Go, if GoFundMe wants to fly me to Austin so I can hang out with Sandy, that'd be awesome. Uh, we'll work on that. Because uh, Sandy is a kick-ass dude. Yeah. He, I've looked up to him his entire BMX career slash... Um, him shooting photos slash him riding bigger wheel bikes. So go fund me. That's um, right. But uh, everyone else is honestly my friend. Like Frymouth, best ramp rider, friend. Uh, Aiken, best trail rider ever. No one's ever gonna fuck with him ever, my friend. Um, there's just so many people. Like there's so many influences. Ground Chuck, trail builder. Like dude killed it. He made the best trail. Him and Stig made the best trails ever. Jay Lonegram made oh the best gosh, trails ever. Yeah, yeah um, Jay, Jay's a huge inspiration. Tara, best friend ever. There's a lot of people to thank, and there's a lot of people to think about and like give shout-outs to. Ronnie B, you killed the industry like in a good way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to clarify that there, because that could. That there, could there, there's a reason why you have. You, there's a reason why everything that you make comes in a coffin. Um, <laughs> you killed it. There's a lot. I can't. All right. Let's go with the. Let's go with the last real question. How important is Steelers Nation to you? It's the only nation. No, it's. Yeah, I think that's the only answer you get. It is the only answer. That's the only. Expect a quick answer like that, you know. We're not Patriots fans here. We're real people. You get right to the point. We're real. No, that—that's how important it is. There's no doubt there. All right, so tell me uh, how important the wheel mill is to you, because wheel mill is obviously where we all seem to meet up. Um, the wheel mill is a very, very positive place for people to meet up and ride bikes. Harry and Mike, Mark, all those guys have done a very awesome job. Chuck, they're important for our community. Right. They're real deal people. They love their jobs. They could have other jobs. They could have other careers making way more than they're making now. Right. And they're not doing that. They're doing the wheel mill because they love the bike riding. Yep. They're real people. Like they love you. Like when you walk in there, like that's like that's what you get. Oh yeah. Every single one of them has been extremely nice. Extremely so, nice. So I mean that's like, like good guys. You you go in there and like that's they're part of the Pittsburgh scene. Like they mm -hmm. want to be part of the scene. Right. Like it's a real deal thing. Like right. yeah, they're a business, but like right. 
they pour their hearts and souls out to like making sure everyone's happy. Right. Right. No, and they do a good job. That's clear. And look at the people I have working for him between Mason Ritter. I forget the other guys' names, but I've met them all. They're just all solid, great guys. Chris Adamson you know. works there. He's a manager at the yeah. bike shop. He works there part-time. Like, yeah. Everything that they do, like, I 100%, if I take the shirt off my back to help support that place, I would. Right. I'm so happy that they've become part of a, a two-stop run for so many of us in New England where you go to Rays, you go to Wheel Mill, or vice versa, and then you head home. It's always... Just don't compare us to Ohio. <laughs> yeah, we're not 0-16. We're a real deal I team. Say, I was talking parks, but if you want to turn into football, yeah. Will knows way better when... when Sorry, listeners, football. I'm kind of a jock. <laughs> I think we're pretty pretty good. I mean, what, what else could we possibly do? Anyway, Mike, thank you for doing this. Thank that was, you. It was fun. We're going to get a picture of you and I somewhere. Awesome. Somewhere in this place... We're all this craziness happened. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, let's rip it. Thanks, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, sorry if I was an asshole. Not actually sorry, but uh, <laughs> Tara, you suck. Sorry, but not sorry. Is that how it goes? <laughs> all right, you got it. Thanks. Shout out to Obama. We were on acid, and he was trying to like keep it together and he just couldn't. He saw an alligator and he thought it was a dinosaur and it was awesome. The queen sucked. <laughs> okay, Fuck right. you and your English breakfast, you asshole.